Family from the Heart podcast episode number 396. Welcome to another episode of The Family from the Heart, a podcast that is devoted to giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family, a family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. Now, here are your hosts, Cliff and Stephanie. That's right, my friends. We are back. Of course, it feels weird that we came back from summer hiatus with our big, huge episode number 395. Had so many things to talk about and then i go and leave town and we take a week off right and i come back and there's not a ton to talk about there's really not there there's i mean there's really what, not so so i just got back from going to california for a speaking gig if you will an overall conference of podcasting people from all over the planet it was awesome i had a great time I had the opportunity to speak at Podcast Movement, which is something that I look forward to every year to get up on stage. I felt like the message that I shared resonated with the audience that was there. I had a I had a very large room and a very good crowd. That is awesome. Not so much just for my own ego, although it does help out my ego a little bit. Um, a little bit. <laughs> but it also was good because I felt like that was it was the number of people that I was able to impact with the message that I wanted to share. Right. The interesting thing, Stephanie, is that I went to this event uh, without having my slides prepared ahead of time. So okay. I, I, it's like, okay, I looked up. It was, I think it was the Monday before I needed to leave. I thought that I was going to spend pretty much all day Monday putting my slides together because, well, I needed to have my slides done for my talk. Mm-hmm. And then I looked online and I saw that my talk wasn't until Friday morning at 9 a.m. And, well, I'm leaving to go to California at, on Tuesday. It gives me plenty of time to put slides together. I mean, I knew the talk. I had submitted the the topic for the talk um, many, many, many months ago, almost a year ago. And even the takeaways. So I knew exactly what I was going to say. It's just putting the slides together. You know what I'm saying? I do. And and deciding in my head what I was going to... And as I was doing it, the the topic that I gave them, I just wasn't passionate about. Uh, so let me read to you what it says here, okay? This is what it said. Session submission. Uh, let's see here. Do you wish you could gain more traction with your, pod, uh, with your podcast? In this session, Cliff Ravenscraft, a.k.a. the Podcast Answer Man, We'll share four significant insights that will help you take your podcasting efforts to a whole new level. Attend this session and you'll learn a guaranteed method for getting your podcast to show up in more iTunes search results. The most common problem with podcast descriptions, the elements that you should be including in your show notes, and the value of bringing your authentic self to your podcast. And I submitted that talk... And when I was sitting there in my hotel room and putting slides together, I'm like, this just feels dry and boring. I mean, don't get me wrong. The information is valuable. I could I could literally do exactly what's promised in that description and people are going to walk away and their podcasts are going to be better because of it. <laughs> but... I felt like, except for the final thing, this, you know, bringing your authentic self to your podcast, outside of that, I felt like it was kind of just dry and void of of what drives me, and that is to inspire, motivate, and encourage people. Okay. And so, while I was playing with this, I completely shifted it around, and I started with bringing your authentic self to your podcast, and I made that the focus of the talk, I spent th- probably the first 18 minutes of the of the talk telling a story and the implication of that story, and I and I I'm so glad that I did that. And then I then I gave them the other things that I promised, except for one thing. I didn't tell them the elements uh, that you should include in your in the open of your podcast, and I did not share with them the problem with most people's podcast descriptions. Uh, those, I, I give them access to my free newsletter if they wanted, the, you know, more of that kind of stuff. But I did give them some other valuable tips, like that, some of the technical sides. But I really wanted to inspire and motivate and encourage people to be them off their authentic selves and to tell more stories. And I really felt like that was the heart of this message. And and it wasn't until I made that decision that I really got super excited about my talk. And I'm glad that I did. Cool. Yep. But yeah, that's that's what I had going on. 
And what what was going on back at home while I was out in California? You know, just the norm. We got up in the morning. The kids went to school. I cleaned some stuff. I rested. I read. Kids came home. We did evening things. I think our evenings were busy, but I don't really remember. Yeah. Um. You know, we we just we we just you know moved in our continual motions that we move in. Nothing out of the norm happened while you were gone. Nothing out of the norm. Let's see here. Kurt Stone is in the chat room and he's saying, Cliff, will you release your talk in the Cliff Ravenscraft show? I did not record my talk. Uh, I know that Podcast Movement did, uh, and I'm sure that they they will eventually have that available as part of their virtual ticket. I guess I could potentially... The the, the quick answer is no. I, I didn't record it. And the the intended audience for that was the people that were there live, and and I just I, f- I felt that that day that that message was for that group of people. Very good. Yeah, but there's no doubt in my mind that everything that I shared there has already been shared in an episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft show or many of the other things that I I do. So, yeah, but no, I'm not putting that talk in the Cliff Ravenscraft show. I don't even know what's going to be in the Cliff Ravenscraft show. That's the other thing. Have you noticed anything that, that happens like every time I get back from these big trips? You come back and you're like, I'm on vacation. <laughs> For like, you know, however long I decide to be on vacation. That is so true. I I have not done any work since I've got back. Uh, that, that's not true. I did come down for, I think it was like 13 minutes the other I day. I was going to say, it wasn't long. Yeah, I came down because there was Andrea, my assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was out yesterday. Her son had some things going on. And so she, she needed to take the day off. And I noticed that inside my email inbox, there was a guy who said, hey, can I get an uh can I get a paid receipt for one of my digital tutor- one of those digital tutorials that I just purchased? So I came down and did that and then I like did a what we call triage of my email inbox, basically just deleting and archiving all the messages that require no response, all the spam messages, all the press releases and blah 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 blah. Blah blah. blah. And I and then I just like looking at my email inbox. It's like, yep, that's going to take at least 2 or 3 days to get caught up on. And today's not the day I'm going to work on it. <laughs> and then I left. Still off, huh? Yeah. So the thing is, is of course, there's the time difference between, you know, West Coast time here, three hour delay. And so I, I think my body's been on West Coast time. But I, Matthew, as soon as I came back, he's like, Dad, are we working out tomorrow morning? And I'm like, yeah. He missed working out with you. He did. So that's getting up at five o'clock in the morning. In my body, that's two o'clock in the morning. So I've been technically, my body's been getting up at two o'clock in the morning, West Coast time, and I go to the gym with Matthew, <laughs> and then I come back and I go back to sleep. And I sleep until, I, I actually I have been setting an alarm clock, but it's usually like, I'm going to go to sleep for like three or four more hours. And Sometimes then I, you need three or four more hours. And then <laughs> we would go to, well, I actually did come down, check the email, and then I, I did we go out to lunch one day together? I can't even I remember. So. I, think, I think maybe I had lunch or something like that. And then I'm like, you know what sounds good right now? A nap. <laughs> and, you know, just sitting back and relaxing. And and I remember a couple years ago when I this first hit me, I thought, man, I must be depressed. I must be this and all this other stuff. And, you know, I, I would attribute it to this thing called post-vacation blues. And maybe there is something to be said for that. But the reality is, is I just come to know that this is how I get when I get back, especially when I go away and I'm, I'm like completely divorced from my routine, you know, the, and, and my routine is typically, you know, go take over the world routine, a workaholic, you know, kind of nature and stuff. And so I'm like, I've got 50 things on my to-do list. Okay. That's an exaggeration. But I have like eight things on my to-do list every single day, knowing that I can only get done, get three or four done. And sometimes I push myself to get five or six done. And, and then there's always those two that move over to the next. I mean, that kind of lifestyle. And then I go to California or whatever trip. 
And I'm like, I'm going to stay on top of my email inbox. I'm going to stay on top of all of this stuff. And, and I do for the first two and a half days. And I'm in California. I, I wake up in the morning. I, the conference is going on. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to spend the first two or three hours in my hotel. Or actually, okay, four hours in my hotel room answering email and, and doing things for my business and working on this project and blah, blah, blah. And I did that for the first three days in California. And then finally, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to just go network and have fun. And then all of a sudden, I, I clicked out of work mode and I went into have fun mode. And once I got into work, once I got into have fun mode, I'm like, okay, I don't care that I have an email inbox. I don't care that I have a Twitter account and and at replies. I don't care that I have comments on Facebook and YouTube channel and it, it, I just completely divorced myself from quote unquote work and normal daily routine. And then to add to that, the, um, the final day of the conference, I talk, which of course is this, you know, that's this big thing I'm building towards. And then, um, the, I talk that morning, hang out with a bunch of people, and then Michael Stilsner and I drive like an hour south of Anaheim to go to this beach, and I fly my drone, take an Uber car back, and, you know, just hang out and relax and have a good night by myself, you know, kind of recovering from being around so many people because I'm an introvert. And then I spend all day, what was it, Saturday, at Disneyland, like by myself, walked nearly 30,000 steps that day, and had a very good time, but then I got bored. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I, this is boring. I got to go. It, it actually, it was, I think it was more of my feet aching than anything. And then I uh, went back to my hotel room, but I, I didn't want to do anything other than I edited my vlog and put it online. And Sunday, traveled all day, didn't check my email at all. And then, well, today's, when, today's Wednesday. I got back Sunday, late Sunday night, all day Monday, all day Tuesday, nothing except i did have one call yesterday with uh, I, I i can say that i had a call with somebody who is an upper executive at a certain company that is represented by the place that i visited this past week uh for some work and and i decided not to pursue that work it was a it was a pretty significant offering but it just felt in my heart this isn't what i want to this isn't where my focus is right and so I, I referred that, that company's representative to some other folks. I, I told him, I said, listen, it, 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 if you feel strongly that you want me on your team, then, then make, call, you know, reach back out to me and make that case. But it sounds to me like what you're looking for. Uh, it, it, there, there are some other people, I think, who would serve you better. So That's cool. I think that that's, I think that's a very responsible thing to do. I mean, we're not all can't all fit into what everyone needs yeah there are other people who have you know more direct gifts and talents that fit that role and you led them in that direction and i i like that yep i do so uh, that's and of course i <laughs> every morning i've gotten up at 5 a.m to go to the gym with matthew we work out every morning i've been coming back going back to sleep this morning I got up and uh, had my mastermind group call, which was good. I had a good call with them just, you know, an hour or so ago. And um, now we're recording this podcast. And yeah. who knows? It, today, this afternoon might be the day I, I get caught up on my email. As soon as I get to email inbox zero, then then things... Then you'll be back. I'll be back. Right. But I don't know that I want today to be that day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I may, I may still take the rest of the day today off after we publish this episode. Okay. And I love the freedom that I can do that. And I love the fact that I don't have to feel guilty about it. Does that make sense? It does. Because I used to struggle a lot with feeling guilty about having this, this lack of desire to jump right back into the swing of things. Yeah. The other thing that's exciting about this stage is that it always has got me thinking, well, do I really want to do I really want to jump back into what I was doing before? Do I want to switch things up a little? And and so there's a little bit of thinking along that nature mm-hmm. going on. And uh, who knows? all that thinking while you're sleeping. <laughs> Sometimes it's <laughs> it's all that thinking while I'm laying in bed, closing my eyes, thinking, and then I fall asleep thinking about those things. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, 
Yeah, that's what I've got going on. That's what you've got going on. We made a note somewhere of a story that I was going to tell, but I don't know where the note is. I've or got what it story right here. It, it says Megan's wants raising standards conversation. Oh, that's what it was. Yes, okay. it is. I know it was because yeah. I wrote it down. I'm I know. looking at it right I, here. I, I know. No, I. Well, you read me your your what you wrote down, and then I was like, okay, that that was the story that I was going to tell. But um, I mean, you'll you'll get back into it when you're ready. I will. I know. I and I can say that with confidence because this has happened every single time I go away mm-hmm. and completely allow myself to I I don't like the I, I I've said it a couple times but divorce myself from the routine but mm-hmm. what to, to to disassociate myself with the with my required output does that make sense It does I'm sure there are better ways that I can communicate that. And if I thought about it, it's like, you know what? Next time I tell this story, I think this is the language and it makes sense. And it, and it, you know, but yeah, I know I've, I'm, I have zero concern or anxiety about the fact that I don't want to work right now because this has happened every single time. And I know that I, it, that, that something will happen. It will snap me into it. And I will, I will be back stronger than ever, and and I will once again be conquering the world. Oh, it's much better than the year where you traveled every month. That was a bad year. It was a bad year. That was a bad year. That was the year. And, and the funny thing is, is that was is a bad year. Uh, it, the, what was it? The year before that, I made it my goal. It's like I want to travel more. <laughs> and so uh, I, and so he did and then and I did that didn't work so well and then I didn't ever want to work I would travel and I'd come back and I'm like a week yeah. off and and then it's time to go again and because some of them were you know at the end of one month and then the second week of a different so it was that that was a rough that was a rough, I'm glad when that year was over and you're like you know what uh, just like I'm going to commit to these two speaking engagements and then you know maybe if one thing or another pops up yeah. Put that in. But um it works much better than the whole being gone all the time. Yeah. Because I can't take a whole half year off. No. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. <sighs> so do you want to tell so, the story about Megan's wants and raising the standard conversation, or is that so far into the past that, that No, it's... we could we can tell that story. It's still very much relevant. Um Okay. Is that the right did I use the right word? My brain's not really working. I <laughs> I've got I've got like a a, um, a little crick in my neck and when i move ah. there's like this pain shooting up into my head and so anyway i wanted to see brett the other day and he would he did something we- has he ever done that thing where he holds his thumbs on different parts of your neck um every time i go in oh does he yes <laughs> okay. because all of my knots are like right up in here he's never done that for me before but he did this time and, and- then my hips are out of alignment yeah and so it's like wow that felt good we're talking about brett our chiropractor yes uh, we're frequent we're he's, we're frequent flyer yes we're frequent flyers over when the, at the chiropractor's when the, when the chiropractor is giving you a hug as you're walking out the door you've seen him a lot yep um uh, so yeah but i'm not due to see him until next week yeah and i don't feel like this is i think i just laid wrong it'll it'll correct i was gonna say something Do, you're gonna are you gonna start the story with megan in the raising the standard um, conversation or are you gonna say something different I was going to say something different. It, it, did it start with a crick in your neck? No, I moved <laughs> and it made me, it, it like wiped out all of their thought because yep. like the pain was all I could focus on, you know? I do know. But I'll tell, I'll tell Megan's story. Um, so in our house, there's a lot of talk about raising the standards. Yes. You will always meet your musts. Musts. Whatever you write down are musts for you. That's where you will be able to to take yourself. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to dream big, if you've got this, it has to become a must for you and then you will be able to reach it. Okay. This is something we talk about. This is something we, we, um, we've shared with our kids. This, this is a, a, this is a way of life in our house. And, um, so Megan has decided, and, and here's the thing. Please remember that Megan's still 17 and she's still battling back and forth. Do I want to 
am I ready to to leave home? Am I am I ready to leave home or do I need to stay for just a little bit longer? Okay. So so she's still kind of on this teeter-totter. But when this story was put on the list to talk about, this was her decision. I want to go to the University of Kentucky. Yep. It is a must. This is this is what I want. This is the the path I'm going to take. This is where I'm headed. I'm in a year from now going to Lexington. I'm going to go to school at UK. Okay? Yep. And so she says, she knows that we've offered her the tuition for a local in-state school. The and, one I went to? Yes. And um and Northern Kentucky University is a very good school. It's now a Division 1 school. We went to um we toured it before school started. Um she she came out with she's like I really don't want to like it. Like I t- I don't want to like it. But I can't tell you that I don't like it. Which were her words. She won't yep. say she likes it. She will not tell you I like it. But she'll tell you I can't tell you that I don't like it. So, you know. Um But we we've offered her the tuition for that school for Which is one third the tuition of is, UK. I I was getting there. I know. I was, I was getting just there. helping you out. Which is one third of the tuition for University of Kentucky. And um but she's decided that that UK is her her must. And so now she is she had she had started writing a plan. How do I come up with the other two thirds? Yeah. You know, working, paying my way, scholarships, you know, what <laughs> GoFundMe. <laughs> How do I come up with the other well, two thirds? Student loan and GoFundMe um, are two, okay, two hold on. opportunity options that I would highly suggest. Did you I say student avoid. loan? No, you did not. Okay, but, but, because she knows that that's not an option. But GoFundMe is GoFundMe right was a joke. If you would okay. have let me finish, I'm sorry. It was a, it, it's it's a running joke. The okay. things that people ask for, yes. on GoFundMe. Okay, thank you. That should be your own responsibility. Yeah. Um, and and so she, she has. She's like, I need to make a plan. I need to figure out what um, scholarships I'm eligible to apply for. Um, and, and start making a plan to come up with the other two thirds of that, of that money because the university of Kentucky is my must. So her mindset is changing from the, this is what I want, but I can't because I don't have it right to how am I going to get it? And what do I have to do to get it? Because is she, is she wavering in that must be, which by the way is it's, it's a part of the process for some, some people is where you making something a must, you know, take transitioning something from a want and a desire or something that you should do to a must isn't always just a a flip of the switch. Sometimes there's some wavering back. And one thing she, she just did may indicate that, you know, that it may not be as big of a must as, as it was when she had stated that because she had just put in a two weeks notice at, at Chipotle without mm-hmm. a place to replace that income. So, well, she is looking, she has applied and, right. and she will continue that, that journey, but um, it's become an environment that's not healthy for her to be in anymore. That, and I support and, that. And so I just want but to I say still, that I still support her decision to go to Northern Kentucky university. So I, I understand. And, and so do I, because I can't say that I'm necessarily I, ready for her to go, I, but, but, I, but at the same time, I, if, if she determines that that's her must, and then she I comes support up with that it, too. I support that as well. As long as it's not a student loan. And, and I know you now know yeah. that you were joking about the go fund me that, that oh. but if, if she comes up with the money on her own through scholarships and working her way through th- for the rest of it, I, I support that in that that would be her must and she's doing the right. hard work to do it at the same time i think to myself wow that's that what a when you don't know exactly for absolute 100% certain what you want to do to put an extra 20 grand towards figuring it out <laughs> i just don't understand but that's just my own thoughts on college we've had other conversations mm-hmm. about that in various previous episodes of the show yeah so we won't rehash no. that way to take my story and make it all about how you feel about college because my story is not that my story is that our kid is 17 years old and she's raising her standards and she's raising her standards and she's knowing that that wanting something is worth working for yep and um and so it, it was it's it's more about megan and who she is as a young woman yes and um 
understanding the desires of her heart and understanding the the work that it takes to get there and um and even if she does and even do if this. she gets to may and she decides you know what i'm not ready to leave home because that's her big that that's that is her big holdup. She doesn't know if she's. I mean, how? I mean, plus she how could a, she leave us? I mean, she, we're so awesome. But she has a total fear of missing out, and <laughs> like she's. I had made some kind of comment about we talked about the family app that we um yeah that we all got leading into the school year, and um which is heaven. I'm still in love with this app. It's called Family Organizer. Um, it works on my iPhone. I know that it does not work on my iPad. I don't know what else it works with. If you, you want to, you, you we can, talked about it two weeks ago, episode 395. And if you want the direct link to the app that we're using, podcastanswerman.com slash family calendar. It, it's, it's changed. It's changed how our family stays connected with what everyone is doing. Yep. And, um, and it's super cool. But, um, but I had made some kind of comment that if, if she goes to UK and she's not living here, there's like she, her stuff doesn't need to be in. The, and she's like, what do, what do you mean you take me out of the app? I'm like, well, I wouldn't take you out, but I wouldn't necessarily need, you know, to notify you of, of things that you don't really need to know. But but what do you mean? I just assumed that like when I get married, you'll add my husband in, and like my kids, like we'll just have this one great big, this one great. That's it was not weird. how it works. She she yeah she's she's still seventeen. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. No, I think I think it's great. I I love that. And you know, here's the deal: even if she re- raises her standards and she decides I'm going to UK, this is there is no ifs ands or buts. I'm going to UK, whatever it takes. I'm going to earn the money additionally through scholarships working whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be i'm going to make this happen you know if she puts 20 grand a year into that of her own money and and then you gotta you kind of gotta stop complaining about it no i I wouldn't complain about it and the the interesting thing is is that that's 20 grand that would have never existed for her had she not set it as a standard right you know are you not sitting in an office that would have never existed for you had you not raised your standard exactly and so i I mean it has nothing to do with our feelings on college it has nothing to do with um it, it has to do with her mindset yeah and how she will go after everything she wants for the rest of her life and i love that i love that this is one of the things that i i love about this story with megan is that she's not trying to get me to raise my standard no. You see what I'm saying? It's like... Somebody might be, but it's not her. <laughs> I know who that somebody is. <laughs> I'm just letting other people know who... Yeah, somebody might be, that but That somebody it's not might her. be sitting across from me. <laughs> might. But uh, you know what? I, darn it. I forgot to do that again. All right, so... Just don't tell me you forgot to hit record because <laughs> I might throw something. No, I, I, I've been recording the audio. You but forgot I, to record the video. Yeah, so again. everything that we've said uh, prior to now, there's no video recording of it. And I've been wanting to record these. Gotcha. Although Facebook will will record it and, yeah. and have it online. But because, and the thing is, now I haven't... I'm not going to put any licensed music in so they won't delete it right afterwards. <sighs> but, <sighs> Yeah. What was I saying? You oh, were, but yeah. yeah. So I, I love that she's not r- trying to raise my standards. Like, listen, Dad, you you know, if if it was Megan coming to me and say, Dad, you know, you talk about all this stuff, raise your standard, raise your standard. Well, if you really raise your standard, you'd be able to send me to the UK. Right. That is not, that would not be such an exciting story. It's like, no, you can't raise other people's standards. You raise your own. Yes. I already raised my standard. My standard was I, I don't want to pay for anybody to go to college if they don't know exactly what it is that they want to do. Um, and, and I raised my standard to where, okay, I'm going to pay for you to go to college. And if your brother and your sister want to go as well, I'll pay for them and I'll pay for in-state tuition at NKU, which is this amount of money. I can pull that off. And that, that right there was me raising my standard. I know. Stephanie might want me to raise my standard even further, but, but that's, that's where my standard is right now. And it's not, it's not necessarily a financial standard as much as it is, my 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 feelings about higher education i understand i do yeah i do um um along the same along the same um thought process is that um on sunday matthew had his first paid consulting call yes he did um with a coaching client of yours correct yep is that the story okay and um and so he got paid um, for an hour of his time, which actually they finished in 45 minutes, but he, you know, still got paid for the hour. And he says, 
after it's over, he comes in, he tells me, he's like, I really like that. That was, you know, that was a really good time. And, you know, he found what I had to say valuable. And um, I'm really excited about what he's doing. And he explained it to me and, you know, how he understood that it would work. And, um, and so later on in the evening, we were in the car and he's like, you know, I still want to get a job. Um, because I want, I want to work and and I, I want to make some money, but I'm ready to start my own business. And I know that that takes time. You don't make money overnight. So that's why I still want to get a job. It's pretty awesome, isn't it? It is. And people tell us we're doing it wrong. <laughs> well, I'm like, what are we doing wrong? I care less what other people say. Uh, yeah, well, here, I could too, but I still, I want you to point out to me what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. Well, I don't because <laughs> trust me, they're, <laughs> they're, they're probably right. There are many things I'm doing wrong and I don't need them to point it out. <laughs> I trust me. I, 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 As, my day is filled with people pointing out what I'm doing wrong. I know that's whole. You don't get the emails I get every day. I'd delete them if I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I delete a lot of them. So can I tell this whole story behind this? Mm-hmm. Because I think it's so super exciting. Now, when I, you know, I grew up as an employee my entire life and I never really was approached with the idea that there's anything other than that, which is kind of weird in that my dad ended up taking over the family run insurance agency. He's owned his own business until he just recently sold it. And even in the early stages of running that business, he even owned his own uh, grocery store slash laundromat in, in a local area here. So my dad's been an entrepreneur, you know, and but I never that those lessons had never been handed down to me, if you will. So, and I, so I never thought of it. I always, you know, just pursued the path of employee. Well, I, oh, well, because I think that in your mind, a lot of your path was to take over that business that he just sold when he retired. Yeah, that, we've been together for a long time, and a lot of well, the, from the time, time we got together. married, that was the path that I would. But even before that, it that. When they, well, before that, you weren't working with them. Right. So. And the only way that when they asked me to work for them, it wasn't like, come, you know, so that you can eventually take over the agency. I'm like, it's like, Cliff, we need somebody to hook up our computers and right. we think you can do it. And that was the only reason I wanted to go work for them because it was going to allow me to do what I love, which was computer work. And I even made, I, I made them make me two promises. Number one, you'll never make me get my life insurance or, or never make me get my insurance license so because I, I have no desire to sell. Boy, did that change. Um, they didn't make you though. They didn't. Yeah. No, they kept their promise. They, they did, did not they make didn't me. They didn't make you. They just incentivized. But they made it worth your while. <laughs> <laughs> they, they incentivized me a lot with my monetary uh, uh, gains if I did. And so I did. And and I, I'm thankful that they did. The So much of the success of the business that I have today is based upon what I know about marketing and sales and and the good side of it, not the sleazy side. Although I do know a lot about the sleazy side and I just avoid all that. Um, but the, but the other thing is, is I, I, the other promise I made them make, uh, was that if I ever have the opportunity to do ministry full time, no matter how little I might make compared to what I could make in insurance, I, you have to be okay with the fact that I leave and, and that, that, cause I feel like that's my true calling. And ultimately they lived up to that promise as well. Yes, they did. So fun stuff there, but, um, mind side of an employee. Mind- mindset. So I, yes, mind- thank you. So I had this mindset of an employee all of my life. And I remember when I left my career in insurance and I left the family business and I'm working for myself as a consultant and coach doing what I love for a living. I remember just being freaked out, pay, you know, charging somebody $50 for an hour on the phone. You know, it's like, I'm sitting here talking with somebody on the phone. They've got a couple questions. I answer all the questions. Plus, I give them a ton of insight, um, a, a lot of inspiration. They are more motivated and inspired after talking with me. And for me, I just had the f- most invigorating conversation of my life. I feel like this was so much fun. I felt like I should be paying them 50 bucks an hour because I got so much out of it. And the fact that I'm charging them, and of course, $50 an hour seemed like a lot of money at the time. And the reason why is because as an employee, all those years, you know, I, I remember starting out at, you know, I, gosh, I think I might have been 425 when I started at McDonald's uh, at age 16 and, and just going up the ladder to where, you know, 20, 30 bucks an hour. So 
charging 50 bucks an hour seemed like a lot to me to and to be able to do something I love and, and the mindset shift that had to change there. But to think that my son is 15 years old, bless you, my wife is turning to sneeze. So 15 years old and Matthew's greatest passion is gaming, all right? And this is one thing that I love about our parenting is that we are definitely supportive of his passion for gaming. You know, many, how many, he's he's well over a thousand. He might be close to 1,300, 1,400 hours devoted to the game Dota 2. Right. I don't remember. It's. Yeah, I know it was a th- over a thousand like a year ago. Yeah. So I'm sure it's it's more than that. I mean, and during the summer, he'd spend pretty much most every day, all day playing Dota 2. And so is I remember hearing as I'm growing up and, people, you know, parents saying, you know, gaming is destroying our kids. You know, they're in front of the screen. They're they're antisocial. Matthew is definitely not antisocial. <laughs> no, he's not. And and I don't see it warping or anything. In, in fact, he's gosh, he's in AP physics right now and absolutely loving it's his it. his favorite and class. AP physics is his favorite class. Something wrong with that kid. I know. <laughs> So, you know, I'm absolutely thrilled and I love that we support his desire and his his love and passion for gaming. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the fact that there are people out there that, I mean, that are competing worldwide for this. And, he watches them. And they, yeah. He, yeah, he watches them. And the, like it's millions of dollars in the prize pool. Not that I'm suggesting that one day he's going to be one of those guys that's competing and has sponsors and and, but and that would be his dream. That it's, it hasn't become his must. But it, that would be his dream. Has he said that to you that it, that's his dream? Because I that he wants to be a professional gamer. Yes. Okay. Because I has. I've been I've been trying to ask him questions that would lead him towards that path, and he's like, "Well, it's just real tough because the you know finding the right team and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that." And I'm like, "Well, where do you need to go? You know, right. it's I, I it's like I, whenever he's watching these, I say, Matthew, where where are these being broadcasted mm-hmm. from? Because I would like to actually take him take him to one to where they're because the, where they're broadcasting this from. There's like seemingly thousands of people mm-hmm. there. I would love to take him there so that he can start being in that environment. So th- that's yeah, how he um, no he has talked about that and there are now Matthew has never showed a desire to go to college at all he that's not the path that he's on. Um, but he has noticed that some universities are creating esports teams, and he sent me a screenshot of um, it was a Facebook post or a tweet or something that the University of Louisville put out, um, saying that they were they were actually in search of of members for their team. Now, obviously, he's just a junior in high school, and he's a, but it was something that he was excited about. Heck yeah, yeah. So anyway, so that that's how supportive we have yeah. been of his gaming, right? And the other thing is, is I, I've been also trying to talk him into this idea of creating his own business. And I, you know, he, I said, why don't you teach people? We could set up a site where you could have paid tutorials where people teach, where you teach people beginners how to play Dota two. And he's like, but dad, there's already people out there that do that. There, it's like, yeah. I said, there are already people out there when I started pod- teaching people how to podcast, how to podcast. Yeah, but there's all this stuff and it's available for free. I said, Matthew, go to go, go to YouTube and search for how to podcast. There are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of tutorials on how to podcast for free. I make a living. And it's like, <laughs> and so, so you eat, start- don't you? <laughs> it, it, it's, starting, it, it's starting to sink in. It's like, and so then... I was on my mentoring call with my with one of my clients and he's in Stockholm, Sweden and he's telling me one of the things that he's working on is is that he wants to create a web application to help gamers cuz he's a he's an avid gamer as well. Okay. And it, but it's just a passion side hobby for him. But he says, I'm an avid gamer, and one of the things that we always run into is is trying to get all of us to sync up because we all have busy lives and busy schedules. You know, you, you reach out to someone, it's like, oh, man, I just got off a, an eight-hour binge session of, of right. playing. I, I won't have time again until next time. And, and you got all these different people. But what if you could have a web application? And, and it's like the family organizer app for gamers. <laughs> that's exactly right. 
And and so he's telling me, and of course, I I'm I'm picking up zero passion for his project, right? Yeah. And and he says, your son's a gamer, right? And the reason he knows that is because he's listened to Matthew's gaming podcast. Really? From which, when he was a little... From when yeah. he's a little tiny kid. Uh, and, and it was called Gaming with Matt. And he says, your son's a gamer, right? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, do you think he'd be interested in, in talking with me? And I, I'd like to hire him for an hour of consulting. And I'm like, I think he might be interested in that. And, and the thing is, I did not want to play the middleman. Um, I, I said, Rick, let me give you his email address. And so, uh, he did. He, and the, the two of them worked it out. Yeah, they did. They get, you know, Matthew scheduled it with him and they worked out. I, I didn't have, I was not involved in any negotiation of pricing or what whatsoever. And, uh, Matthew, I was in California and Matthew's like, how do I send an invoice? <laughs> <laughs> and it, and he says well you know and he and he says i could do it i said do you have a paypal account and he goes yeah and so i said go into paypal and i walked him through and, and so he said he's sending an invoice for 100 bucks i'm like congratulations dude right my first consulting slash coaching client i i charged was 50 bucks an hour for an hour and matthew and you were getting, 33 and i was 33 yeah matthew is 15 and he's getting his first paid consulting client with a client in stockholm sweden Paying him for an hour at a hundred dollars to do what he loves, to yeah. have a conversation that he would do for free. free. And and I'm like, man, do I love what this might mean for inside of Matthew's yeah. heart. And and I I don't I don't think Matthew would be upset if I shared this with you, but he he called me. He's um I was actually I think I was in I was getting ready to board my plane and Matthew's like, Hey dad, um he FaceTimed me. And he's like, Dad, I'm getting ready for my call. I just wanted to call you. I'm kind of excited. I'm a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, I cleaned up my room. because He did. He made his bed and cleaned his room. Anything that could be seen behind him from his camera. Yeah, because yep. he's going to do a video Skype mm-hmm. call. And so he's like, Dad, look, I made my bed. I, I just fixed my hair. You know, yep. it's like, I, I'm really excited about this. This is this is cool. And and so I told him. I was, <laughs> he, wore, he wore a plaid flannel. <laughs> Which, to anyone who's only hearing the audio, I'm looking at my husband currently wearing a plaid flannel. Actually, yours isn't flannel, but um, but he came in. He's like, you know, because he he took a nap first. He um, he didn't sleep well or or whatever. And he's like, I'm going to take a nap. Make sure I'm up. And he gets up. He takes a shower. He fixes his hair and everything. He comes in. He goes, How do I look, Mom? Except my shorts. I know they don't match, but he's only going to see me from here up. And uh, and it was. I, what, it was the coolest thing. What for me? What was so awesome was how serious he was taking this. He really did. I mean that that for me. This wasn't just like yeah, I'm talking to a dad, my dad's friend, and yeah. blah blah blah. But he literally took this as his as a business opportunity. That mm-hmm. he really viewed it that way, and he took it very seriously, very professionally. And I was so excited to to see the attitude and mindset that he had going into it. And then, of course, you know, I come back from California and we've had plenty of time working out in the mornings talking about this experience. And and there's a couple things that I was like, Matthew, I want the one thing I want you to understand. It took me a long time to understand this myself. But if you can get this through your head right now, I want you to understand this. You did not get paid one hundred dollars for an hour of your time. You got paid a hundred dollars to have direct one-on-one access to all of your years of experience playing video games mm-hmm. it you had you got paid a hundred dollars for access to your experience of scheduling and working out when people are going to get on it all of those things that you've done related to gaming it, it wasn't an hour of your time it's all of the hours you've put into this thing that you love And that's what you, and that's why, that's why he's like, but dad, here's the thing. I only talked to him for 40, 45 minutes. He got everything he needed and I still got the hundred. And so that's why I said, (laughs) there's a, I said, Matthew, there have been times where somebody has paid me $500 and for an hour because I do $500 per hour minimum of one hour. And we got on the phone and they got everything they needed in five minutes and the call was over. 
And I said, it's not. And then I told him the story. Have you, have you ever heard the story? And I, I, I definitely need to look the story up because I, I butcher it. I, I make it like crazier every single time. But there's this company that makes millions of dollars a month, you know, in revenue for their, their production facility. And one of the machines that is necessary to, to produce their product was broken and nobody could figure out. I mean, they've had every maintenance guy in the plant look at it. They couldn't figure it out. They tried to get on the phone to the support company from the company who made this machine. And they're like, listen, that machine we don't support anymore. We don't even know it. But there is this one guy we believe that might be able to help you. And so they say, okay, what's the, what's the contact information? So they contact this guy. He's like, okay, um, I'll, I'll fly out and I can fix it for you it's going to be $180,000. And they're like, okay, <laughs> come on out. So for them, you know, when they're making millions, it, it, it's it's worth $180,000 to them to have this thing up and running again, right? Right. So the guy flies in the very next day and he walks in and looks at the machine, puts his ear against it, hears something inside of it and he says, okay, I need a hammer. So they go get him a hammer, takes that hammer, pings it on there, thing comes right back to life. And he goes, I'll send you the invoice for $180,000. Yeah. And so the, the question is, you, wait a second, you're going to bill us $180,000 for hitting this thing with a hammer? He says, no, you're not paying $180,000 for me to hit this with a hammer. You're paying $180,000 because I knew where to hit it with a hammer. Right. And so, I, you know, to be able to tell those stories to Matthew and help him to start understanding the mindset of successful business and why and, and how you provide people value to people. And it's not working hard and, you know, feeling stressed and, and, and you've exerted so much energy that, that that's where all of a sudden that's how you get paid. Because I still have some struggle with that. Right. I still feel like I need to work hard and, 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 and wear myself out to, to earn money. And, and if I can get Matthew to understand that that's not how you, you get money in business by providing value Value. and that, and providing value can actually come naturally to you and it can be something that you love and it can be something you enjoy. And I, I told him, I said, each year as I go forward in my business, I'm doing less and less of the things I don't like and, and I'm doing more and more of the things that I love. And the more time I spend doing the things that I absolutely love the the more my income soars and yeah so yeah. i'm i'm excited for matthew because i, of all I think that. it's going to be i think it's going to be a big year for him yeah i posted on facebook the other day um i was scrolling through my memories and um excuse me which i think is an awesome thing that facebook provides so yeah. somebody should probably mark that down i just posted a, i just mentioned a positive that facebook provides yep um but I love going back through there. And I used to post to Twitter a lot. And every time I post to Twitter, it would post to Facebook. So that's how that they are in there. I was yep. not actually using Facebook um, regularly at the time. It was actually eight years ago. Eight years ago. And um, Oh, I remember this. I saw it on Facebook and the other day. So I was, I was scrolling through these memories and I found what had originated as a tweet from Twitter saying that... Um, I hope this homework with my son is not always going to be as trying as it is right now. Because if it is, it's going to be a very long year. Yep, that was the tweet. That was the tweet that was from August of 2009. That was syndicated over to Facebook. That was sent to Facebook. And um, that was from the beginning of Matthew's third grade year. And third grade was a really, really rough year. Yep. And um, I don't even think we were all the way through the year when the, te- the first time the teacher mentioned holding him back. In now, the third grade. Real quick, a story. I'm, I'm not done. Okay, go ahead. And if it doesn't fit into where I'm going with this, then you can share it. But I think I might know where you're going. But um, so we weren't even halfway through the year before um, the first time she mentioned holding him back. And we said, you know what? We'll see how it goes. We're going to play it by ear, you know, and um, and see where the year leads us. And she mentioned it a couple more times throughout the year. And we said, no, this is not where we're going. We want Matthew to go to the fourth grade where he will get actual letter grades on his assignments. And if he comes back with an F and he's failing, he will re- he'll, he'll repeat the fourth grade. Yep. But I don't believe that that's what he needs because where we are from kindergarten to third grade, you get um, an S for, for satisfactory, um, a PH for progressing with help. Um, um, there, there's a... There's a 
There was another one. There's that another was one better. that's like they're 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 above the standard, but I don't remember what it was. And um, so he's getting all of these progressing with helps. But um, hello, you're the teacher. You're supposed to be helping. <laughs> and um, when you actually when he's actually getting letter grades on his assignments, then we will discuss how we're going to move forward it's with called, his education. It's called gamification, right? <laughs> it's, right. And um, and so we went ahead and we put Matthew in the fourth grade. Explain why 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 we would even entertain the idea because we did we did we did discuss it we did because Matthew was born in September in the earliest part of September and as a result of that we had the option of putting him in kindergarten early or holding him back a year until and we put him in kindergarten in, early we did because he had had two years of preschool he went to preschool for two years and he could have repeated a third year of preschool which means he'd be doing the same stuff over. Or he could go ahead and start kindergarten. Um, so he started kindergarten at four years old for like the two weeks until his birthday came. And um, and so he is nine months younger than his class average, average as a core. Yep. Yeah. And um, and so we, we get to the third grade and, and she mentions and we're like, no, we're going to go into fourth grade. We go into fourth grade and he he struggled a bit. But he passed, and, the, and we and had a great as relationship. As soon as he started seeing grades, he's like, "Oh, I think I can do better than that." Do, yeah, and um, but and then it was at the end of the fourth grade where we started talking about homeschooling him for fifth grade, which we did do for like a month. But he missed being around people. Yep. And so we enrolled him back in school, and um, he has had really good grades ever since. I mean, middle school is middle school, but. For a middle school boy, he's had pretty good grades. A whole lot better than my middle school grades. <laughs> um, and my mom's watching live on Facebook, and she'll tell you. <laughs> she'll tell. You. Um, and so, and so, but since he's getting gotten into high school, his grades have been excellent. Yep. I think he told me the other day. I think he has like a three point five GPA, and um, and and so we knew then that that was, you know. This is the decision that we're making. And, you know, if he fails the fourth grade, we will eat our words and he will repeat it and that will be. But that wasn't the case. And now we have a junior in high school who's had his first client taking AP physics and it's his favorite class, um, ready to get a job, start a business and flying at 15. He'll, he'll be 16 in what, like six days? Yep pretty awesome kid five days it's on monday we have three really awesome kids we do how how did we how did we pull that off or i don't know we're doing it wrong it's, it's called the grace of god i think <laughs> yeah, i think it is called the grace of god yeah i think it is a little bit of what we um know worked from our parents and i think it's a little bit of what we know that didn't work and i think it's a lot of bit of what we want to do on our own yep and um what we want them to know i going into adult life that we had to struggle through early adult life to learn you know i love i'm gonna play our intro one more time okay i'm gonna i'm gonna turn the music up and can't, i want can't you just quote it for <laughs> no i i want i want to play it because but because this is why i love the the audio branding of this podcast and the words are not just words but i i in now given everything that we just shared with you the fact that megan's already talking about you know, raising her standards and, and you know, d- defining what her musts are and adjusting her mindset. And Matthew, with everything that we've just shared, and of course, you guys have heard McKenna story after McKenna story, but listen to this, to give up on the life or to give up on the ordinary. ordinary. So listen to this. Welcome to another episode of The Family from the Heart, a podcast that is devoted to giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family, a family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. Now, here are your hosts, Cliff and Stephanie. So, there you go. A family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. I believe that that's why we have the kids that we have today. I would agree because ordinary just doesn't cut it for us. The mm-hmm. just thinking and doing things the same way everyone else does them. We were talking about you know what is what is the theme that you feel most called to be a part of your platform? Me? It, yes. Oh, freedom. 
freedom. And and this is a part, uh, and I, th- I think it's something that, interestingly, you, I think that's what God has called you and I together, both individually but also together as a couple, mm-hmm. is is to is all about this this message and this theme of of, of freedom. And I shared with you, and I wonder if I can find it here. I have it. Do you have it? The list you sent yeah, me? Yeah, send me, read the list. Okay. And I, there is one more that I put on here, so I'm going to look for it as well. Okay. But I have it right here. Okay, go right ahead. So freedom from? Negative thinking. Okay. Limiting beliefs. The life of an employee. Performance-based Christianity. Upper limit challenge. Patterns of behavior that hold you back. Unhealthy relationships. Unhealthy environments. The sedentary lifestyle, the ordinary, the un- an unfilling life, self-sabotage, guilty conscience, shame, the need to please others, the need of others' approval, and bad money financial programming. And I also put on here, and this is one I didn't send to you in the text, is expectation of others. Free- so freedom from all of those things. These are the things that are a part of our message, and... This, these are the things we're trying to instill in our kids. We want them to be free from negative thinking. We want them to be f- free from limiting beliefs. And I, I would love for them to be free from the lifestyle of the employee if that's, what, if that's who if God's that's who, created them to be. Absolutely. Now, I believe that there are many people who are designed and created to be thriving employees. I believe that you can't have... There are many businesses today that can't exist without employees and I don't think anybody should be there and just be a surviving employee. I believe many people are created to be thriving employees. And who knows, our, one of our three children or all three of our children may actually be called to be an employee. I have no idea. I won't place that on them. I won't, I won't put that label on them. That's a path that they will choose and discover themselves. But... I want to make sure that they're leaving, they're leading, that they're, that they're experiencing a life free from the expectation that they will be an employee. Absolutely. Does that make sense? It does. And of course, we've certainly taken them out of, we've breaking them free from performance-based Christianity. (laughs) That's, that's the one we're doing it wrong, I'm sure. I'm sure. A lot of people have, yeah. That's not what she was meaning though. But, um, and I, I just use her, I just use her words as a joke. Yeah. Um, now, but, um, oh, that's right. So I, you've been they, saying that all along. What? Who, who was that? What, what was that written referred to? It, it was oh, one of it his was teammates. The... It's one of his Dota teammates. What? Oh, that's right. Yeah. They we're was, doing uh, it wrong. Yes. One of Matthew's Dota teammates. Um, his mother said that we are doing, because he mentioned to his mom that, that we support his gaming. We support his gaming and his, his desire to, for not, not to have higher education. Yeah. And because we're not forcing him into college and supporting his gaming, we're doing it wrong. Yeah. And um, so, no, that didn't take root in my heart. No, I don't take her words seriously, but they have become a running joke yeah. for me in anything that I do. Eh, that's okay. I'm doing it wrong anyway. You know, I'm just, <laughs> it's just become we're doing, my joke. We're, and, and, and you know what? Doing it wrong simply means we're doing it different. We're doing it outside of the ordinary. Yeah. And, and it's like, and if that's what that, if that's what she means, it's like, listen, no, ordinary says you, you, you teach your kids not to waste their time dreaming of impossible dreams of, of what they could do in the future, making a, a lot of money gaming, you know, that, that's making not, a career out of a hobby. I mean, who does that? That's not responsible. Ugh. The only responsible thing to do, and everybody knows that the ordinary thing that a parent should be doing is saving all of their money so that they can send their kids and spend, you know, 30000 to $80,000 a year to go to college. So and, they can come and live at home and work at McDonald's. <laughs> or, exactly. <laughs> I mean... It's and, and and I know that that's like the general the overgeneralized um negative mindset that that I have towards obviously not everyone who graduates college comes home and lives at home and works in fast food. No. There are, there, are, there are plenty that. of people who go to college for four to eight years. They succeed and graduate and they get a job that they absolutely despise for the rest of their life. 
there but are there are plenty of what, those people out what, there. There are, but there are also plenty of people who go to college for order, four to eight years and get their degree and they do something that they absolutely love. And they're changing the world and they're, changing and they're doing the world exactly and they're what God created them to Living in their passion. I know. And and there are plenty of those people out there, I know. <sighs> sure. I, I mean, you can make your faces and all I you know. want. But no, I agree. So Megan's telling, Megan's telling a story to me the other day about one of her teachers... Um, who she has this semester she's she's had this teacher before and he constantly runs jokes about um being poor okay and how his choice to be a teacher has led him to a life of being poor okay right and so um he had he had a student who got really upset and really worried about he and his family and um and so he, it's kind of like me with the, I'm doing it wrong. It's just his running joke, right? Yep. It's just his, so he feel, he had to tell her and then he's explaining this to um, the class that Megan is in this semester and he's like, honey, I'm just kidding. Look at me. I'm not going hungry. <laughs> you know, I have a house full of kids. I have a happy wife. I love what I do. I, I'm happy. I I was just kidding, but she took it she took it to heart that like he really meant it and and it's it's just his running joke and yeah. um and so he's explaining to this class that you know, I am happy in what I do. I am fulfilled in what I do. I love what I do. I understood when I chose to do this that I would only ever make this amount of money. I wonder if that caused him to question whether or not that should be an ongoing running joke. I don't know. Maybe I'll ask him when I see him. Awesome. All right. Well, gosh, we're over an hour now. Can you believe that? Really? Yeah. Okay. We have that much fun together. Eh. All right. I'm not even going to play the music to end our show. Uh, we will just say we had more time or more things to talk about this week than than I had anticipated, which is awesome. Sometimes you just got to get me started. <laughs> exactly. I always I always start the episodes. So, Steph, what do you have for us? And you know what? It's, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We always start out as like, there's nothing that we have to talk about, but we always end up talking mm-hmm. and having fun. This is fun. I enjoyed this this week's episode. It's good. Yeah. I'm eager to find out what's going to happen between now and next week. Probably but nothing. to figure that out, you guys will have to tune in next week. We will be broadcasting live on Facebook uh, Wednesdays. Uh, what is it? One o'clock Eastern time. Yep. So there have been a, a team of people out there been watching us live as we've gone along and if you guys want to watch us live during your work day or actually during your evening dinner if you're on the european side of the world uh but uh yeah so it is tuesday no wednesday no, wednesday wednesdays wednesdays at 1 p.m eastern time and until next time we encourage you to live your life outside the ordinary podcast and some man.